Teachers, let's dive into a very, very important topic for a lot of us, a topic that revolves around kids actually participating, a topic that revolves around kids actually being respectful and not being defiant and using appropriate language and them willfully completing the things that we need them to complete so that they can learn and grow and be awesome citizens. If we didn't have to deal with classroom management problems, wouldn't that lead to an incredible classroom environment? The answer to that is, oh, hell yes, it would. So then the question would be is how can we create that? Because I think if we can start the school year off on a really good note and create clear and consistent expectations and also have clear and consistent consequences, I think that changes everything. So that is exactly what we are going to dive into in this episode today. A very simple yet strategic approach to classroom management that I think will make this year awesome. In fact, this episode was inspired by a voicemail that was left by a fellow teacher. The teacher called into the teacher talk line hotline and left this voicemail that is going to dictate and guide this entire conversation. It's packed with empathy, it's packed with ideas, and it's packed with a solution that is going to make this school year freaking great. Let's get into it. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. In case you haven't heard, this season of the This Teacher Life podcast is very special because I have created a safe place for you to call in and share your sillies, share your struggles, share your stresses, and share the significant things that are happening in your classroom. And this is the perfect platform to do it. So I've got a voicemail set up. You can call 815-780-9505. That's 815-780-9505, and you can leave a voicemail that could potentially end up here on the podcast. And the voicemail that you're about to hear is the perfect platform to tackle some very common teacher issues, teacher issues that you might be experiencing already, which is really frustrating because it's still really early in the school year. I think that we sometimes get a little frazzled and get a little frustrated and quite frankly, even fearful when things don't get off to a great start because we believe in the honeymoon period of teaching. If things are going to go well at the beginning, it sets the tone for the year. 
But if things are already falling off the rails in those first few days or first few weeks of school, we're like, oh, Lord, what is about to unfold? So let's take a listen to this uh, voicemail. And there are so many things that I want to unpack with you because I think this is so raw and so real and quite frankly, so relatable. Hi, this is Stephanie. I was calling because I'm having an issue that my last class of the day is my biggest class. And several of the male students are very strong-willed, one in particular who is completely defiant. Um, He just does whatever he wants, doesn't do his work. Um, The behavior is really stressing me. By the end of the day, I've got a headache, and I can't go through the whole year like this. So I need some help to figure out what in the world am I supposed to do very, very active. So they want to be up and walking around the class, but I'm trying to teach typing and Microsoft. So it's, it's, they're just antsy. They just don't, they don't want to be sitting for that long. And oh, I just got out of there. So I'm a little stressed right now. (laughs) So um, I don't know if this is ever going to reach the podcast, but at least I got to get it off my chest. Thank you so much. Stephanie, I need you to know that I hear you. I need you to know that I've experienced what you are experiencing. And I need you to know that fellow listeners are like, yes, girl, yes. This sounds like a group of students that I have or this sounds like a problem that I have. So let's tackle it. First of all, can we just throw out some compassion in this moment for that sigh at the end where Stephanie's like, Whew, sorry, I'm still a little frazzled. I literally just left my classroom. Okay, so let's just picture this. Stephanie leaves this voicemail at like 3.35 in the afternoon after having what sounds like a treacherous day. We have all been there. That final bell rings and we're like, whoa, what a freaking tornado. And then I love the fact that Stephanie said like, I don't even know if this is going to appear on the podcast but it least is now off of my chest. In fact, I want to take a second on that. Because I think sometimes we need that before we leave our classroom, before we get home for the night and see family, friends, significant others. Sometimes we just need to have a second to vent it out so we know that we are not crazy, so we know that we are not alone. So if you have already had that moment this school year where you're like, oh my gosh, I need to just take a second, do that. I think that is so important. Sometimes when things pile up throughout the school day, we tend to have a short circuit. We tend to not give others in our lives outside of school the time and the attention that they maybe deserve because we've had a day. And so that's one of the reasons why I love this voicemail is you can literally call in and voice your concerns and get that off your chest. And people like me and people like you are going to hear it and receive it and learn from it on this podcast. Now, let's talk about some of the issues that Stephanie broke down in that voicemail because I heard lots of different things there. The first thing is the big class at the end of the day. The wild class at the end of the day. As I was listening to this voicemail, I was brought back 
to a few years ago, my last class of the day were 30 high school kids in a science class that was required. These high school kids, it, it wasn't like a science elective. They all had to be in that class. And lucky me, they were all in that class together. And it was my last class of the day. And that can be wild. Now, I don't necessarily think it was because it was high school kids. And for you, Stephanie, I don't think it's necessarily because of the age of the kids. I think whether you teach six-year-olds or 16-year-olds, that last class of the day, that last period or time frame of the day is hectic. It's crazy because God loved these kids and God love us. We've been at it at that point for like seven, eight hours. So is it surprising that they get the wiggles by the end of the day? Not surprising at all. Is it surprising that they get the most defiant by that part of the day? No, not at all. Like these aren't a shock. Is it surprising that we have the shortest fuse at the end of the day? Or by that time, we are not being as patient or as compassionate? No, none of these things are surprising. But the big question is, what are we going to do? We can't control our schedule. We can't control how many kids are in our class. But what do we do with the kids who are jumping out of their seats and have got the wiggles and maybe are a little short-tempered themselves? I think for me, the number one strategy that I want to recommend is clear, consistent consequences. And I want to say that again. I think if we want to have a successful year, and whether it's first period or ninth period, whether it's your morning block or your afternoon block, regardless of the time of day and regardless of how many kiddos are in your classroom at that point, I think in order to have a successful classroom, we have to be clear, we have to be consistent, and we have to have consequences. Now, let's break down what that actually means. I think... If we haven't already been very clear about what we expect, now is the time to remind kids. Now is the time to teach our expectations. And I think, you know, sometimes as especially middle school and high school teachers, we forget about this because we're like, well, yeah, they should know how to sit in their seat. They should know that in a typing class, they're going to be typing. They should know that they can't just be hooping and hollering right in the middle of class. They should know this. They're second graders. They should have practiced this in kindergarten and first grade. Yeah, but can I remind you that if we haven't taught it, we can't expect it. So if you haven't specifically taught the intricacies of your classroom expectations this school year, then we can't expect that they know exactly what should happen. And I know we're like, they're 17 years old. They're 11 years old. I know. I know. But guess what? When we have a new principal, wouldn't we get a little pissed? If the principal dinged us on something or sent us a slightly negative email about dress code or about contractual time or something like that, when we're like, well, I didn't even know that they cared about that. I didn't even know that was important to them, right? Roles reversed. It's a new school year. Have you been very clear about your specific classroom expectations? I think routines develop relationships. 
And when we have a very specific routine in our classroom that is very clear, it's, it's, it's just routine. It's what kids can walk in and expect. That is going to help classroom management. So what is your expectation for kids being seated? What is your expectation for your bell ringer? What is your expectation for sharpening pencils? What is your expectation for bathroom breaks? What is your expectation and have you been very clear about what that is? The next thing is consistency. This one is hard for us as teachers because we like to give kids second chances, which I think is lovely. Consistency is hard because oftentimes in education, it feels like nothing is consistent. Sometimes it's like, well, I feel bad because of this. And I get gray area and I get wiggle room. But in the best classrooms, and I don't mean best like best teacher ever. I mean, in the most successful classrooms, there are clear expectations and then we are very consistent about those. So the next question is, if the thing is kids getting up out of their seats and running around in the classroom, have you taught the expectation? And are you very consistent about your response if they don't do it? Are you letting one kid get up and sharpen their pencil, but not the next? That's not consistent. Are you letting one kid blurt all the time, but not the other kid? That's not consistent. And it's not about favoritism. It's not about anything other than are we being consistent with all kids 100% of the time? Because our kids these days are so friggin' good at finding loopholes. Our kids are really good at finding inconsistencies. You didn't say that yesterday when so-and-so did it. You didn't tell me that last week when I tried it, right? They will come at you. Our kids are actually craving consistencies. Even if they're mad about it, they need it. And quite frankly, we need it. So are you being very, very, very consistent with all kids, all class periods, during the morning block and the afternoon block? Because I think that even though that creates a lot of management, you might be like, my God, the number of kids that are not bringing a pencil and I've reminded them and I'm being consistent on like, no, you may not go to your locker. Okay, do you have a backup plan then? I think a pencil is actually an interesting example that I want to tackle for a second. Like if we're like my consistent expectation or my clear expectation is kids must bring a pencil and I'm going to be very consistent. If they don't bring one, they just have to sit there the whole class period. We do have to ask, are we impacting learning in that way? Because here's the thing. I don't let kids go to their lockers all the time if they forgot a pencil. I don't. I'm very clear. Bring your own stuff. Bring your own stuff. If a kid says, may I borrow a pencil? No, you may not. May I borrow a pencil? No, you may not. May I borrow a pen? No, you may not. I am so consistent. My response is, have you talked to somebody else in the classroom? Have you looked on the floor? Because God knows there's 26 pencils on the floor. So that's my clear and consistent. And then there is a consequence. 
And I know that we're like, well, I want to give them another chance. It's still early in the year. I do think that we have to have consequences. So clear expectation. Bring something to write with to my class. Pen, pencil, highlighter, marker. I really don't care. Bring something to write with. If you forget one, am I going to give you one? Absolutely not. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm very consistent with that. I will say, have you asked somebody else? Have you looked on the floor? Let's say somebody else gives them a pencil. Awesome. Moveon.org. Let's go. Let's say somebody found one on the floor. Awesome. It's yours now. Well, there's teeth marks in this pencil from the floor. Well, you got a pencil. That's awesome. Let's say nobody has an extra. Nobody's willing to give a kid a pencil. They can't find one on the floor. I am not going to say, well, I guess you're sitting there because that's negatively impacting the learning environment. If I then have to give a kid a pencil, there will be a consequence. Not because I'm mad at the kid, not because I dislike the kid, not because I'm being unfair, but because that's part of the classroom management system. I'm clear, I'm consistent, and I have consequences. Because otherwise, guess what? These problems will persist. If we do not have clear and consistent consequences, problems will persist. And so right now, Stephanie's saying like these kids are super, super defiant. They're, they're running around the room and they're giving me a headache and I've got teacher stress. Stephanie, yes, I totally hear you. I have been there. So for any of you listening who are right now like, I don't know what to do. I think we have to ask ourselves Just three really simple questions. Have you been clear about your expectations? Is it maybe that you need to reteach those expectations? Maybe that's the thing. You reteach whatever is bothering you tomorrow and just make it very, very crystal clear. The second question is, have you been consistent with those expectations? Like every single time you are doing the exact same thing. In other words, you are very predictable. Three, are you assigning consequences? Not, okay, but this time it's, it's no big deal. But next time, nope, consequences. I think that this structure is going to create stability in your classroom. And I think when you have stability in your classroom, it de-stresses things. When we have de-stressed in our classroom and the kids feel that there is less stress, things just get managed differently. We can't impact the fact that kids have got the wiggles like at the end of the school day. That's just going to happen. But we can Create a clear and consistent celebration when things go right. So if we're going to have clear and consistent consequences, I think we should also have clear and consistent celebrations. So if the last class of the day is the one that's bringing you the most stress, or maybe it's your second hour family, or maybe it's your learning block in between lunch and PE, right? Then what we can do is create an opportunity for if we can get through this typing lesson, if we can get through this science lab, if we can get through these five practice math problems, then we'll take a little break. We'll take like a three-minute break, and you can like hang out. You can talk. Sometimes we call this a brain break, right? But we'll take a second because I want to be clear and consistent about my celebrations of a job well done. That is equally important. If we think about it, if I had to sit teaching for eight 
hours a day. By three o'clock, I would be very frustrated, right? One of my friends makes a great statement and, and it does use the word but, okay? And it does use the word dumb. And those are not my favorite words on the planet, but I think the sentiment is really, really good. She says, when the butt goes numb, the brain goes dumb. Hmm. Okay, again, not my favorite terms. I don't like the word dumb and I don't like the word butt. But the sentiment behind it, I think that's kind of important, isn't it? If we are just having kids sit all day, they're sitting and they're getting and they're sitting and they're getting, no no wonder they're like antsy. No wonder they're like, God, I don't even want to do this anymore. Especially because at the end of the day, they're just tired, okay? They are just tired at that point and so are we. So to break this down, if we've got defiant students, have we been clear? Have we been consistent? Have we assigned consequences? If you are leaving your school day and you've got a headache and you're stressed out, have you been clear? Have you been consistent? Have you assigned consequences? If the kids are just antsy and they need something to look forward to, have you been clear? Have you been consistent? Have you created celebrations for success in the classroom? I think when we create a predictable structure of classroom management. While kids might not always agree with us, they can respect us because they're not caught off guard. They can't find a loophole. And I will take respect that leads to relationships every day of the week. I might not be every kid's favorite students, but they will never say, Miss Gent is not fair. Because I am fair, because I'm clear and consistent. That's awesome. It takes some work, especially at the beginning of the year, because honestly, that structure is not something that is happening in all classes. It's not. So at some point, kids are like, well, don't I get a second chance? I believe in second chances, but it doesn't mean that I'm not assigning some sort of consequence. And maybe the consequence isn't calling home. Maybe the consequence isn't like a lunch detention or something like that. But maybe the consequence is that you're staying after class and you're talking to me. Maybe the consequence is that like, yeah, but uh, if this happens again, we are going to call home and we are going to talk to the principal. Consequences don't have to be these big, scary, intense things that take a lot of time and take a lot of attention. But a consequence is a, this is what happened. As a reminder, here's the expectation. I've been very clear about it. We are moving on to the next step. Even as I record this, I need you to know that it feels a little hardcore. It feels like I am being just like a me, a meanie. I'm being a big meanie in this episode. But I think, you know, I'm, I'm over a month into the school year. And if I do a reflection of have I been clear? Have I been consistent? Do I have consequences? The answer is yes. If I do a reflection, have I been clear? Have I been consistent? And do I also have celebrations of success? The answer is also yes. There's a balance. And I want that balance for you. So Stephanie, I want to thank you for calling into the Teacher Talk Line hotline. You definitely helped others 
hopefully just by hearing this episode. If there's something going on in your heart and head and you want to call into the teacher hotline talk line, save it in your phone. Put it in your phone, friends. The number is 815-780-9505. Again, you leave a voicemail and then there's a chance that it could appear on one of these episodes and then you will get your question answered. But sometimes it doesn't have to be a question. You could tell a story. You could share something silly and significant that's also happened in your classroom. Now, I know that at the time of this recording, it is around early September. And so before we leave this episode, I want to say this. Have you considered signing up for the Awesome Academy? Because this is the official last call. If you need something to help you be consistent all year long, if you want consistent ideas, consistent support, consistent motivation as a teacher so you can have your best school year yet, the good news is the Awesome Academy is still open for registration, but this is the absolute last call. If you're like, what's the Awesome Academy? It is a online virtual PD series that I lead every single year to help teachers have their best school year yet. We tackle classroom management, we tackle student engagement, we tackle relationship building, and you can earn up to 60 hours worth of PD credit for your fun, flexible participation in the Awesome Academy. You can go to monicajensa.com forward slash Awesome Academy. That's Monica, G-E-N-T-A dot com forward slash awesome academy to get signed up but this is the last call for the whole pd course series which is at a very affordable price for up to 60 hours worth of pd credit friends it is going to help make your school year awesome and the direct link is in the show notes so you can click there right now and get signed up before it's too late because the whole Awesome Academy registration will not be open again until next school year. So don't miss out on the fun. Don't miss out on the perks. Don't miss out on the ideas. Again, monicajensa.com forward slash Awesome Academy. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode about the best classroom management system that is simple but significant using the three C's, clear, consistent consequences. I 100% believe that if you try this idea in your classroom, it is going to create laughter. It's going to create learning. It is going to create a classroom culture that will change everything for you in a positive way this school year. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to thank you for living this teacher life.